We're back for another exciting episode of the Hashtag Wednesday Match Play. And I thought about starting this episode and talking really fast because the guest that we have tonight um, runs really fast when he plays golf. He's a speed golfer, and he does more than just speed golf, but he's got a lot of things moving. He's probably one of the fittest people I've seen in quite a while, so we're going to talk about his fitness routine. We're going to talk about how he got into speed golf. He's not been doing it for a while, and Bandon Dunes comes into the conversation. So it's a lot of really interesting things that it's not a typical guest that we have on the show it's golf related it's fitness related i'm going to talk about true fit a little bit we're going to talk about true values your time another program that true has and and i'm curious to see if he's heard of that program because true values your time if this guy was on the first tee i'm pretty sure he is like the poster child for true values your time but alan phillips is with us from and it's actually not the speed golf as much it's pipe athletics that brought him to us but i'm curious and alan first off introduce yourself and and tell us who you are and kind of what your your day looks like but how is pike pike that's hard to say pike athletics how is that involved and and like what's your what's your story elevator pitch what your story is and welcome to the wednesday match play thank you it's, it's great to be on and uh yeah so i'm a professional speed golfer uh, that's one of the many uh, eclectic things uh that i do um Currently, I'm transitioning out of the um, out of the military, and about to begin uh, graduate school uh, for the next couple of years. Um, so you mentioned Pike Athletics. I've also been involved in uh, strength and conditioning, uh, personal training, uh, various avenues in, in that world. Um, and Pike Athletics is uh, my business that uh, my wife and I own. She also coaches, and um, yeah, so it's all into many many different things as uh, as we'll talk about. So speed golf, like, I mean, the show's about golf, right? So speed golf, how does one get into speed golf and how does one become a professional speed golfer? You've only been doing it for a few years and like, it's, it's pretty tough being a pro golfer. I can't imagine being a pro speed golfer. So what's that journey been like and kind of where did that get started? Yeah. So for me, it got started in 2013, like it did for actually a lot of the players um, and we were very fortunate at the speed golf community. Um, so in 2013, right before uh, Master Sunday, uh, the broadcast on CBS, uh, CBS ran a highlight show of the 2012 uh, Speed Golf World Championships, which was the inaugural edition of that. And uh, it was abandoned dunes, which made for some incredible visuals on the TV. And so uh, I saw that and I was like, wow, I'm, I'm a pretty decent runner. I'm a pretty decent golfer, um, but not good enough to be uh, super elite in either, but you put two together and I could be pretty good. And actually at the time, I didn't know if I was going to be any good or not. Um, but I, I emailed the uh, the tournament or, or the, the tour uh, chairman and uh, invited me out to the next event, which was in Richmond, Virginia. I finished uh, second there and I was like, wow, I guess, uh, I, guess I found my niche and uh, actually won the next event in Portland. And uh, like many people, you, you think, uh, like many people in the golf world, you, you win something, you think, early in your career, and you think, oh, this is this is easy. This is going to be fun. And, and lo and behold, that's my only tour win since then. <laughs> I've been kind of a, a top five machine with no win lately. That's awesome. Like, it's just, it's so unique, right? And it's fun to have a, a different aspect of golf. I mean, speed golf is fun to watch. And you've seen, I mean, I've seen, like, YouTube videos and stuff where, you know, like, they, they'll hit a tee shot and the next person's in the fairway and they'll try to finish the hole as fast as they can. Like there's different variations of it. But so I played 18 holes today. It's very rare that I play on a weekday, but the course I played only has 250 members, super slow on purpose. And the pace of play was three hours and 30 minutes, which is a quick round of golf, right? 
So do you ever wish that it takes longer than it does for you to play 18 holes of golf when you're playing speed golf? And what's a typical round take in terms of speed golf? Like, I have no idea. Yeah, so in competitive speed golf, uh, most of the, the elite players are in the 40 to 50 minute range. Uh, some guys will dip under under 40 minutes occasionally. And, and some of the shorter courses, like you know, 5,500 yards, you'll see guys go into the, the low 30s, uh, but that's not not quite the norm. But yeah, 40, 40 to 50 minutes is what you need to be competitive. But um, yeah, you can still enjoy speed golf playing in you know, an hour, hour 20, hour 30. And, and a lot of people do it because uh, one of the criticisms of speed golf early on was that it can be a solo uh, undertaking, especially in, in tournaments when uh, basically you're, you're playing one at a time and because everyone's going for their own time. But uh, we found that you could still have fun playing speed golf, just play at the, the slowest runner's pace. And you know, a quote unquote slow speed golf round is still faster than a, a quick nine holes of regular golf. So I was talking today while we were playing about how fast the pace was, about a round that I had played that took almost six hours on a terrible golf course. But I remember it because I had a great time. And I can't even imagine playing it in an hour. Like, I mean, if anybody that complains about golf taking too much time, speed golf might be their answer. That's really cool. So in addition to the fact that you run really fast and all of the fitness stuff that you're doing, you're extremely fit. So what's your daily routine look like? Do you work out six, seven days a week? Like, what's your routine like? Yeah, I work out pretty much every day. Um, don't typically take scheduled days off because there's usually a day here during the week or so where uh, life will get in the way and it's convenient to just say, okay, that's my off day instead of, of scheduling it. But I generally try to go every single day. Uh, running is, is, is a staple um, of mine. It just, how much I run just depends on what I'm training for, whether it's a speed golf event or a triathlon or a, just a running race um, alone without the other events attached to it. Um, and then for strength training, I'm very much into the uh, kettlebell. Um, I've been inducting kettlebell for uh, several years uh, since uh, 2012. So that's mostly what I do on the strength side. So, so um, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so, so, and also I spend uh, as part of triathlon, but also uh, some of the stuff for the military, I spend a, a decent amount of time uh, in the pool. So you pretty much do it all. Now, I'm, I'm curious, like, so a good 5K time for me, and I've done a couple of 5Ks, is like 29 to 32 minutes. Like, I'm happy at that pace. Blow me away here. What's a 5K time for you? So my PR is 16.19. So I'm typically, so on a flatter course, I'll usually be in, in about high 16s. Um, Hillier course, kind of low 17s. Okay, so you're fast. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I work at Tiburon Golf Club here in Naples, and let's say that we or another facility wanted to host a speed golf event. Like, I can see people running around Tiburon. What's that look like? Do you have an organization that kind of manages that and picks courses? Can a club come to that organization and, and plan that? Like, what's that process like? Yeah, so in the United States, uh, we have Speed Golf USA, uh, which is run by another uh, speed golf professional, Scott Dolly, based out of Houston, Texas. And, you know, basically you can – you contact him and we'll give you some of the basic parameters on what it takes to run a speed golf event. And it really isn't that difficult. Um, the biggest thing is getting volunteers and um, getting the membership to appreciate that the course is going to be closed for, for most of the day um, because you, know, you, you need the whole course uh, pretty much. And so, I mean, those are really the two biggest things. And then, of course, having a timing system. Um, but a lot of times you can partner with a, a local running club or, or something along those lines. 
Um, but uh, it's really not that difficult. And if someone is serious, I just recommend getting in touch with uh, Scott Dolly at uh, Speak Off USA. That's really cool. Like I could see our members like just I don't know that would be a neat, a neat thing to have. Um, yeah, yeah, private clubs and members love it. So, what is your number one most memorable memory? Memorable memory. Your your biggest memory of speed golf. Like you've only been doing it since you know 2013. But like, what's what's the one standout moment for you thus far? Probably 2013, the, the World Championships that year. So my first uh, World Championships, and it was actually quite an ordeal um, to get there. I had some military obligations and, and basically flew in at, at about four in the morning um, to Bandon. I actually flew in about midnight to, to Portland, and obviously Bandon being in the middle of nowhere, um, it took about four hours to get there and rolled in about 4 a.m. on the tee at about about seven. And it was a very special event because we had uh, Bernard Lagat, who is uh, an elite uh, United States runner, and Nick Willis, who is a two-time Olympic medalist in the mile from New Zealand, who's still actively playing speed golf. So we had those two Olympians, and there was a lot of buzz. NBC was covering it uh, with their, um, you know, those two guys being, being Olympians. Um, and it was it was kind of this new uncharted waters because it's like, wow, we're, we're, we're breaking ground here and, and something new and special. So that that championship was, was probably my, my greatest memory. That's really cool. So the Hashtag Wednesday Match Play is presented by Eat Sleep Golf, and I need to just stop having them sending questions because they always write really good questions, and it takes up all the time. But they've got another good one. And and I'm curious because you said that you were pretty good at golf and you're pretty good at running. That's obviously you're good at running. But wh one, what is the fastest 18 holes that you've played, and what did you shoot? Like, I mean, that's got to be a little, like, you know, imagine – some of the guys on the PJ tour that take 20 minutes to hit a tee shot. Like, I mean, it's obviously you're not looking past just hitting the ball forward and, and like, so what's the fastest round and what did you shoot in that fastest round? My fastest round was 42 minutes and I shot 75. <laughs> just, I know good players that can't shoot 75 with five hours. That's absurd. That's and the other thing I should mention is that we play with, um, obviously we're carrying our clubs, um, but most of us play with anywhere from four to six clubs. Uh, so we're um, you have to invent a lot of shots. It brings in the creativity, creativity aspect, and a lot of us have gone to one arm putting. Uh, so we'll hold a bag in one arm and then uh, just putt with the other because it, it takes time to take the bag or decide the green, lay it down, take your putter out, go and putt, and then go back to the bag. So we just forget about the the bag toss and just hold on to it. Are there rules within this that say you can only carry four, six, whatever clubs, and and are yeah, seven's the maximum, uh, but most people will go between four and six. Okay, that's that's really cool. So I was telling you before we went live, I have a buddy that is a very long-distance runner, and he'll go for a run and run 25, 30, 50 miles. What's an average run for you, and what's the furthest that you've ever just gone for a run? The average run, it will depend, again, on the kind of the time of year um, and what I'm training for, but it's kind of a – a typical just go out and run would be anywhere from from five to seven miles. Um, when I'm in marathon training, the longest runs will get close to twenty. Uh, the longest I've done in training is uh, I think twenty four. Um, I've done twenty six point two in the marathon uh, itself, but I think in the training run, the longest I've gone was twenty four. I will definitely make sure he sees this. His name is Mike, and he lives out in California. And it's it's funny though; like, he'll be just like, "Oh, I'm going for a run," and then like four hours later, after I've taken a nap and had dinner, he's finished with his run. So, what's a what's an 
a speed golf event look like? How many players are involved? And kind of just walk us through the day of like the, a, a tournament. Like, I mean, with the PGA Tour, you know, you've got tens and dozens of guys that are playing. Like, is it just a, a handful of guys? Or like, what's, what's a day look like? Did you hear that? Yeah, you cut out for a second. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, just what's, what's a day look like? A tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's it's kind of a time trial start. So um, you know, one guy goes at a time, and there'll, there'll be a clock on the first tee, and um, you'll get get counted down. So it'll say like you got two minutes, you got one minute, and then they'll give a ten second countdown, and then um, you play away. Um, some tournaments, the clock will start when you hit the ball. Some they'll say okay time starts and then you you get your chance to hit um but then yeah that that person hits they run off then uh, anywhere between five to eight minutes later uh the next person will go and then you just repeat that uh, most professional fields will have um it, it varies a smaller event maybe have seven or eight uh, world championships i think we had about uh, 20 or 30 in the in the elite division and so that that pretty much took all morning. So I was I had had breakfast and showered before half the field uh, teed off because you, you're done in you know 40 50 minutes. And uh, band then used to go out and play you know regular golf 18 in the afternoon. Um, you know at most events that doesn't doesn't happen, but uh, it, it gets done fast. And you, it's uh, the 18th hole looks like a regular golf tournament where everyone's kind of waiting around and seeing what's seeing what's happening. And it's it's actually a great spectator experience because uh, you know if you watch someone at a, a golf tournament, it's it's a all day affair at regular golf. But in speed golf, you know you're guaranteed to see your player on, on one, nine, ten, and eighteen. And then there's usually one or two spots out in the course if if you're not able to take a cart where you can go and position yourself where you'll see two, three, four holes at a time. So it's great for the spectators as well. Does regular golf bore you? I mean, like a four-hour round? Like, that's got to be miserable. A four-hour casual round, it's, <laughs> it depends how, how it's flowing. Like, if it's just, there's a lot of waiting, then, yeah, that, that can uh, kind of get irritating. Or, um, but if it's a flowing round, um, I kind of bifurcated regular golf and speed golf enough that I can kind of get into it. Um, but ironically, after a world championship, I remember I was playing regular golf in the first round back back at home in Texas. I would, we were playing as a twosome. We got stuck behind a fivesome who wouldn't let us through. So <laughs> That would be miserable. <laughs> now, you've obviously abandoned as one of them. You've played some pretty incredible golf courses. What are some other of your favorite courses that you've played, and what are some that you haven't had the chance to play that you would like to play? Uh, for speed golf or regular golf? Either. Uh, so, so Bandon is is both my favorite speed golf course and and regular golf course. It's it's just a, a heavenly place, and it's both for regular golf and, and speed golf. It's it's it is the if God designed if you ask God to design a speed golf course, it would be Bandon Dunes. It is perfect in, in every single way uh, for speed golf. In terms of courses, I, I'd like to play. Um, it'd be fun to play. Interesting to play uh, Augusta under any rules, of course. <laughs> Um, Sand Hills uh, would be a pretty fun uh, speed golf course. Um, the old course at St. Andrews, actually, that would be a, a great speed golf course course as well. Um, you also forgot Tiburon Golf Club. You were supposed to say Tiburon. That's okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that goes without saying. So when you say that you shoot 75, like that's legit like USGA rules of golf? Like, or is there a different way that the rules are calculated based on time? Or like, you know, what's the scoring look like? Yeah, the scoring is just additive. It's just time plus score. 
the two main differences with the rules are number one, we leave the flag stick in, which um, coming up soon with the new uh, USGA rules about to be rolled out, it, it well, won't be a difference. And then uh, number two is we, we play a little more lax with the uh, stroke and distance for lost ball or out of bounds. Um, because it would just be a, a horrific penalty if you, you get up, you, you blow it out into the, the trees, you get up there and and you, you don't find your ball, then you got to go run back to the tee. It's just an overly harsh penalty. So we generally play that as like a lateral hazard in that type of situation. That's cool. So Pike Athletics, let's go back to that for a second. And you guys offer a lot of different things from training to I mean, golf instruction. Like, Give us an overview of what Pike Athletics is, your involvement, and just kind of the, the 20,000-foot view of what that company is all about. Sure. So it's mostly my wife and I. Um, we're kind of co-coaches uh, with it. Uh, she just got her doctorate in uh, chiropractic, so she's doing more medical than um, than uh, coaching now. Um, but we've we've evolved in many different ways. Golf is actually what kind of got us into the um, into the world of training. We um, then went through a Titleist Performance Institute and uh, all their stuff. Um, but for the most part, now I'm generally focusing on specializing in, in kettlebells um, because it's it just found it's very efficient for a lot of the populations we deal with whether it's general population or especially the endurance population um, because I tell people it's like you know you need to strength train um, if you're a runner to um, you know for, for health most importantly um, but you can't exactly go and you know, bring a squat rack out to out to the track or you, you can't bring a barbell out there um, and as you know running can take a, a pretty decent amount of time so it, it's with a kettlebell being portable and uh, very effective at building strength as well. It, it's it found it's a, the optimal tool for for those type of people, especially the the runners and triathletes that we work with. That's really cool. Like I, I see kettlebells, and I, I honestly I I don't use them because I don't know what I'm doing with them. And that might be something based on what you're saying is I need to look at putting as a part of my routine. So now, how how big is the speed golf community? Like, is there a group of like twenty thousand that are participating? Is it just in the U.S.? Is it more overseas? Is there an overseas portion of that? Like, kind of, what's the overall spectrum of the speed golf community? Yeah, so speed golf spans the entire world, and um, there are national opens in New Zealand, Australia, uh, Great Britain. I think Sweden has a national open. Uh, Japan has a has a very big big national open earlier this year. Um, Australia and New Zealand have already been played and um, both of those have been supported by the, the national governing bodies for, for golf in those, uh, those nations. They're kind of like the USGA of, of uh, New Zealand and Australia are fully on board with, with those championships. So it, it's being played all around the world and uh, it truly is an you know, international, uh, international community. That's really cool. Like, I honestly didn't know how you were going to answer that, and I'm glad that it is an international <laughs> community. So let's say that somebody that's sitting at home watching right now says, yeah, I want to do this. I run fast and I play golf. How does somebody get involved? Like, what, what's the journey from sitting on the couch watching TV to being a competitive and potentially a professional speed golf competitor? Yeah, so if you want to be competitive, um, yeah, I'd reach out to Speed Golf USA or, or just myself, and then I'll put you in touch with, uh, with Scott Dolly there. Um, and then really any of the, the national governing bodies, we all work pretty closely together. So um, golf Australia or Australian speed golf is, is very, very big and New Zealand speed golf and, and Great Britain. So uh, along with the United States are kind of the big four. Um, so if you get to reach out to any of those organizations, uh, they could definitely put you on the right track in terms of competition. Um, in terms of kind of the local level, hey, I just want to play faster. Um, typically, if you're at a private club, um, people have generally been successful to say, hey, 
to just go into the pro shop and say, hey, can, can I go and I just want to run the course. Can I get the first tee time out? And they'll say, sure, just, you know, you, the guys might, the, the flag sticks might not be in when the guys are cutting the greens, but yeah, go ahead and you know, just don't make me run with you. Um, and so pretty successful at, at the private club level for the, the people who have tried. At the public course, it's still kind of a tougher sell sometimes because they're, they're like, they're not sure what to think about it sometimes. Um, but really, if you just want to play speed golf, just you know, just go out and do it is really, really all you need. So I mentioned Troon Values Your Time earlier. It's a program that Troon has put into place that at facilities worldwide to encourage pace of play and to ensure that the pace of play is met. So it may take you four hours and 35 minutes to play this course, where this one may only be 4.15, setting that expectation. So when you get to the first tee box, you know how long it should take you to play. And they also have introduced a pace setter tee time. So the first group out and maybe the, the second group out have an incentive. So if you finish in 20 minutes under your allocated time, you get X, Y, Z. So I can totally see this becoming like, a, just like blowing that out of the water. Like I'm honestly going to, I'm going to email my, my old boss in the corporate office and say, Troon values your time, check this out. So that's really cool how that all plays in and that, that Troon has embraced the pace of play is a concern and you've taken pace of play and said, forget about it and play in 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, and that's one of the, the interesting things that, that has come out of speed golf that I didn't expect was we, we've become kind of pace of play ambassadors, um, you know, talking about pace of play as a, as a whole. And that's one of the big things we talk about in our podcast at, at the pace of change is what we call it. Um, so it's not just, just uh, you know, the blinders on, just focused on want to make as much money as I can playing speed golf and finishing as high in the tournament as I can. We're trying to spread, there's a bigger message here, kind of as you alluded to with you know, what Troon has and, and really the, the game as a whole. And speed golf was just kind of an extreme version to kind of spread the word about you know, the options for, for playing, playing golf faster. So I um, have never run a marathon, but in your shoes, if you've got somebody that comes to you and says, hey, I like, you know, the couch to 5K is a big thing. Like, how do I go for right, right. sitting on the couch running the 5K? What's the, what's the couch to marathon, like, method? Like, I've gotten up to where I can do, like, seven, maybe eight miles. I think 10 might be the most I've ever done. Big difference between 10 and 26. Like, I yeah. mean, so what's, what's that take to go from couch to marathon? And how long if somebody says – Tomorrow, I'm going to start that journey before they can successfully run a marathon. Yeah, it, it depends how we define success and, and how strict you are with the term run, um, because a lot of people do get it done in, in a, you know, four, there's a 16-week training plan seem to be, seem to be popular. Um, ideally, if we're talking about just average person, not an outlier of someone who's never exercised or someone who is, say, a, a great runner back in the day and let themselves go and now wants to get back into it, just like, kind of the average person, I'd say, follow the couch to 5K first, then 5K to 10K, then 10K to half, half to full. And usually a minimum of two years, uh, I'd say. Obviously, the longer, the better. Um, and you know, obviously, some people just don't want to invest 10 years in their running. So two years, I think, is a good timeline where you can enough time to gradually build up and condition the body to, to um, not only the aerobic demands, but to specifically the pounding of running. But it's not so long that someone's like, oh my gosh, I, I have to commit 10 years to this and I don't even know if I'm going to like it. <laughs> Right. Well, you have to like running. Like I just, I enjoy it. Right. And runner's high is, is a real thing. Like I can't explain it, but can you attest that runner's high is like a legitimate thing that you can experience when you're running? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I, 
99% of the time, I live in Southwest Florida, so it's humid and it's hard to walk outside sometimes. And I run a lot inside. I ran outside last night. I did 3.65 miles last night outside, but it's, it's a struggle, right? right? So if I'm going to run on a treadmill, how can I use the treadmill to my advantage to make it appear as if my body is running outside? Is there like a, like a method to that or something that you would recommend if someone is running on a treadmill versus running outside? So the standard recommendation for uh, the calibration is to elevate it to 1 to 1.5%. Uh, that generally equalizes the, the difference in some of the, like the bouncing of the treadmill versus what you don't get bouncing on the road. Um, and then vary, vary the elevation for, for hills. So basically 1% to 1.5% grade is equivalent to 0% on the road, but then just make sure you, you get your, your sprinkling of, of hills in and you know, bump it up to 2%, 3%, or some people, if, um, you know, if you're somewhat advanced, you can do sprints at you know, 5%, 5% and above, just make sure you're, you're conditioned to it because it can be pretty hard on the, on the Achilles and the, and the calves. But, um, you know, just uh, create some variety is a big thing. So I, I have to be honest, like, I can't just go run five miles. Like, I get bored. Like, I like to slow down. Quite frankly, it's my smartphone that gets in the way because I'll get a <laughs> notification or I'll get a tweet and I'll have to respond to it. But when you run, like, I mean, you're, you're different because you're able to go run 26 miles, no problem. But when you talk about somebody that's doing a marathon or even a 5K, I mean, three miles is, can be intimidating to someone. Is it, is it okay when you're running those to slow down and jog or to walk or to catch your breath and just re-energize? Oh yeah. If if your goal is, is to finish and you're not looking to place, it's you know the goal is do whatever it takes to get get across the line. Do what it takes to to enjoy the experience. And and generally, it's it's going to be better if you um, you know start slow and, and build into it. It's 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 never fun to no matter how fast or how slow you are. It's never fun to to blow up and um, do the death march at the end, which I've I've done many a time. Um, but you know the other thing too is for for new people, you know, don't be afraid to have have walk walk breaks in there. Um, you know, there's no. And honestly, sometimes I'll inject in the summer to when I'm doing a, a, an easy run, I'll put in walk breaks as well, just to you know, just to hydrate and whatnot because it's uh, you know it's pretty hot in, in Texas and in Florida. <laughs> yeah, you can relate. You're in Texas. You understand what it's like. Right. Now, I didn't tell you before we went live, this is going to fly by, and we are literally almost out of time, but I've got one more question, and then we jump into the back nine. It's just fun nine sure. random golf slash run questions. It's, it's so cool. It's not just golf. It's golf and run. <laughs> now, I was in China a couple of years ago, and I was so excited. I was, I mean, I run all the time, right? And I was excited. We were going to the Great Wall of China, and I was going to run a mile of it. And yeah, it's like this incline. Like, it's not like something you can just go run a mile of. So I ran about a quarter of a mile, and then I was done. Have you ran anywhere in the years of being a runner in that's just different, unique, just a place that you wouldn't expect, not just out on the street or in a gym on a treadmill? Uh, early morning Vegas is, is a lot of fun, the Vegas oh, trip. Oh, bad. Yeah. That, <laughs> I've never thought about that. I'm never awake to go run when I'm in Vegas to think I'm going to go run now. <laughs> well, just, just, stay, just don't go to bed and then <laughs> you know, stay up and then just run. So, that, yeah, that, that, that was a fun run. Okay, fun run. I like that. Now, when you go, when like when you're in Vegas, you're doing just all the way down and all the way back. Like, what's like what's a normal run for you? Like, you know, you said five to seven miles. But, like, if you're just, like gonna go run, like daily, like it's normally that five to seven. Uh, it, it varies. That's kind of the kind of the stock, just putting in the mileage type of run. Usually, one to three days a week, we'll do some speed work, whether it's uh, what we call a tempo run. 
which is where you run about kind of 20 to 40 minutes at uh, what we call a comfortably hard pace. So it's, it's um, kind of like 85% effort. Um, and then have one day that's kind of a speed day. We'll do either what we call fartlek, where you just, uh, it's, it's speed is for speed play. So you just vary your, your pace at, at various junctures, or you go to the track and run or intervals on that type of day. And then uh, a long day, which will vary depending on how long uh, your event you're training for. So if it's a 5K, maybe 10 to 12 miles, maybe 15. A marathon, obviously, getting getting over 20 to prep for that. Oh, that's so cool. I got one more question because I, I in the back of I ask you about running shoes, but not this specific question. How long does a pair of running shoes last? Like, has it got a mileage on it? Do the shoes differ? Like, when, when you buy a pair of shoes, how often are you replacing them? Yes, I think the party line from the shoe companies is, is like 250 to 300. Um, some of the variables that can affect that is what type of surface you're running on. So if you're running on concrete versus trail, if you're running on grass, um, obviously the hardest surface will wear out the the shoes quicker. Um, you can extend the life by rotating shoes in. So if you buy two of the same pair and um, you wear one on one day, then the next day wear another pair, um, that can extend the life as well. Um, all that said, uh, some people believe that the the party line of 250 to 300 is, is just a, a running shoe company uh, fabrication to get you to buy more shoes and they extend their shoes uh, infinitely long until there gets a hole in it. So. Um, yeah, generally, I, I think it, it's best to kind of follow that guideline of two to 400 to just be safe. Okay, very cool. Well, man, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. This has been awesome. Like, it's so unique, and it's something that I don't know a lot about, and it's cool to learn more about it, and that there's an organization and that there's professionals out there that are running as fast as I can play three holes. So <laughs> now, before I let you go, we have to do the back nine. It's just fun, fun questions about golf and running. You ready? Sure. Do you listen to music while you play golf? No. Really interesting. I I don't typically, but today at about the fourteenth hole, they turned on some Bob Marley, and it did calm me down a little bit. So yeah, I'm just old school. I mean, I love going to Top Golf where they have the music blaring, but on the course, I'm just a traditionalist, I guess. I dig that. Okay, as a traditionalist, though, this is not one of your questions, but I'm a traditionalist. And when I wear a golf shirt, I don't have a golf shirt on now. When I wear a golf shirt, I button all the way to the top. Do you do that? Are you a member of the Top Button Club? No, I'm not. Unfortunately, oh, that's all right. There's cash off my pecs. <laughs> yeah, that me too. How many different <laughs> pairs of running shoes do you own? Oh gosh, um, I'll just say that typically I have a rotation of about four. So I'll have um, two kind of daily trainers um, for easy runs. Um, one what I call kind of a tempo shoe for um, faster runs, but not quite on the track. And then for um, track workouts and races, I have a, a very light pair that's about five ounces. Um, but in terms of what's sitting in the closet, um, who knows how many. I need to make a trip to Goodwill soon. That's awesome. Have you ever made an ace during a speed golf competition? No, I've hit the stick, but that's the closest I've gotten. That's pretty cool, though. So as a runner, you have to eat a lot to replenish what you're you're running off. How many calories do you consume on a daily basis? I think last time I took a log and got tested, it was about 4,000. Wow, that's a lot of food. Are you doing it in like liquids or are you actually eating 4,000 calories of food? Like that's uh, some, some of it will be liquid, um, especially in the summer when drinking Gatorade and, and stuff like that. And sometimes it, it's it liquid in terms of smoothies and whatnot. It's it just helps it go down easier. <laughs> what golf ball are you currently playing? I if for speed golf, I play the um, the Strixon uh, Q Star or Z Star, whatever it is. <laughs> Obviously, I'm sponsored by them since so I don't remember, but it's yellow. <laughs> 
and uh, so uh, you're being able to see the ball is huge in speed golf because if you don't see your ball, you're uh, you're taking time to go find it. Just hit it down the middle. Just right. <laughs> white or yellow on green. What's your favorite PGA Tour major? PGA Tour Masters. Yeah, that's got to be. I mean, the, the history right, right. That's behind it in speed golf. So, I mean, do you ever think you're going to stop running? Like, it just seems like you run. I mean, I, not that I'm going to – I have to throw in the cliche of run forest run and, and forest <laughs> gump. But, like, do you ever think you're going to get tired of it and just kind of do something else? Or, like, is it just a part of who you are? Uh, it's a part of who I am. It, it's it, The amount will always vary. But, um, yeah, I'll be running till, till I, till I can't. <laughs> That's awesome. Good for you. Now uh, he's above me here. On he's all around me on the room. Um, Tiger, I'm his biggest fan, arguably. Do you think he breaks Jack's record? Why or why not? So before I get, to, so I do have to say that um, one of Tiger's former teammates, uh, Ari Crum, is a, a professional speed golfer and won the the 2014 World Championship. So uh, we do have a bit of Tiger influence um, in the speed golf world. Um, so is Tiger going to win another major? I, as much as I love the guy, I, I don't think so. I think he's just missed too much practice time. Um, he really hasn't grinded, you know, in the last five years or so. And if and when he does come back, he's got to do it with a new body. He didn't. He was still searching for a swing when he left. Um, it's not like he just goes back and plug and play. Um, so, I, I, unfortunately, I, I don't. Okay. Well, the fact that you have the connection with Speed Golf and Tiger, like, so you technically, you know, the six degrees of separation or whatever, like, I'm going to allow that. I don't like that answer because I want him to come back and win like 12 more, but I'm allow it. And your final question of your hashtag Wednesday match play is what's next? I mean, please tell me you're going to go run five miles. Like that would be awesome. Um, yeah, I already did that. And it's, it's about to, it's getting kind of late uh, today. Um, but just continue to grow the game uh, of speed golf. Uh, we have several more events coming on board. We have uh, two events in California next month, one in San Diego and one in, one in uh, LA, so a little West Coast swing out there. And then we have uh, the New York Speed Golf Open in August, uh, which will be in uh, Rome, New York. It's a second year event, a pretty good purse. Um, players from all over the world are coming for that. Um, and I won't be there, but uh, the British Speed Golf Open is, is this later this year, Japan Speed Golf Open. Um, continue to spread the good word at our podcast, The Pace of Change, where we, uh, we consider ourselves pace of play evangelists. And uh, just try to keep uh, getting better at the game. Um, on the golf side, I do have kind of this desire to qualify for the U.S. Senior Open in uh, uh, when I'm 50, <laughs> uh, which is getting closer. But uh, you know, I still like to. That's kind of my my regular golf dream at this point. That's awesome. Well, man, I can't thank you enough. It was really cool meeting you and chatting with you about speed golf. It's such a cool just different and unique aspect. Uh, this episode is going to live on YouTube. It's going to be on Stitcher. It's going to be on SoundCloud. It'll be on iTunes and Google Play tomorrow. And I, I, I can't not end this episode. Like normally I say, you have to remember to eat, sleep, golf. But on tonight's episode is you have to remember to eat, sleep, golf, and run. And run.